It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Can Auburn win 10 games in 2024? You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked on Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. Thank you so much for making Locked on Auburn your first listen every single day. It is a Crane Kick Thursday as Jake Crane of Crane & Company hanging out with us today. The schedule in 2024 for Auburn football, it seems more manageable than any schedule we've seen in the last decade. Jake, so the big question can Auburn football win 10 games in 2024? Yeah, first off, I'm back. Feels good to be back. Missed uh, you. Yeah, I miss you too. Um, look, can they win 10 games? I, I believe there's a possibility. And it, isn't it funny, even before we get into this, that you know we're like, oh man, Auburn's schedule for the, for the first time in a long time is really manageable. But that also includes going to Georgia and to Alabama. That just shows you the absolute gauntlet that every Auburn fan knows that well, Auburn plays every single year. The the approach is, un- unless you pull off an upset, of, hey, maybe Bama's more gettable this year than they ever have been. It certainly seems like they are. But can you win all of the other ones? And I think they're all winnable. It's just, can you achieve that? Can yeah. you pull all of that off? But those other 10 games, I don't look at any of the other 10 games and say, wow, there's no way Auburn wins that game. Yeah, I, I mean, look, if if... You know, you, you look at the totality of the schedule that there are a lot of wins out there, but here's what it's going to come down to, Zach. I, I think Auburn up front is going to be fine. I, I think we're going to be better rushing the passer than we were last year, which is going to be a big deal. Obviously, okay. some some guys that uh, we lose in the secondary is going to hurt, but but I think there's some guys to plug in there that, that can help. And we all know what Auburn's bringing in from a skill position. Getting Fairweather back, I think, was massive as well. Not losing a running back is big, but Look, let, let's not beat around the bush, man. It's I think the question is, can Auburn win 10 games with Peyton Thorne? That's what it's going to come down to. And, and listen, I'm I'm I know I feel like we talk about this all the time. I'm I hope Peyton Thorne does well, right? Sure. I, I'm rooting yeah. for the guy. Nobody wants him to do better than than I do. Uh, but you know, I also live in reality. And unless he's going to be able to make the throws, I'm not worried about him being able to be an effective runner. He showed that. To be honest with you, going into last year. I thought that was going to be the biggest bugaboo in the RPO game was how good of a runner was he really? Well, when you go back and look at the Alabama and Georgia games, hell, that was basically the thing he was best at, if mm-hmm. we're going to be honest. But it's it's when he plays against teams that the front seven on defense can really get after you are that first sign of pressure. He hasn't shown the ability to make the throws, right? It's either I'm going to fold like a lawn chair or I'm going to throw it somewhere that's not close or I'm going to make the wrong read. So until Peyton Thorne, proves to me, or at least shows that he can make those throws, even the routine throws, yeah. he can make them routine. And yeah, he needs more help at wide receiver. I think he's going to get that with Cam Coleman and some of these guys. But until he shows the ability to take a team to a win, Auburn's not going to be able to operate at the highest level of efficiency. So again, Auburn's going to go as Peyton Thorne goes. Uh, the system isn't going to be totally different, even though Hugh Freeze is running it. You know, He's more hands-on now, obviously. Sure, But look, I mean, Peyton Thorne's the big question mark, man. And after, what, four years, Zach? He's been playing for three, four years? I mean, at some point, you got to figure it out. I-, I hope he has that Jason Campbell transformation That'd be great. You know, in his last year as Walker White wakes in the, uh, waits in the ring, uh, wings. 
Yeah, and I mean, and we'll see. We'll see if he's able to. He obviously, this isn't a crazy opinion, but you know, when he had the dudes at Michigan State, he was solid. He was fine. Are those guys old enough to be that level of productive when you talk about the wide receivers? And I, I think Cam Coleman's an exception. I think he comes in and balls out as a freshman. But can Perry Thompson and Malcolm Simmons, can those guys not going through spring make that large of an impact as true freshmen? I, I don't know. And then they go out and get Robert Lewis, the Georgia State guy who's been mm-hmm. productive, but is that a guy that you want to run your offense through? I genuinely don't know, Jake. I lean towards no. I think he's more of a piece in an SEC offense instead of a feature, but he could he could overachieve, and that would be awesome for everybody involved. But I do think when you look at the state of the receiving options at Auburn's room, it still is going to be on Peyton Thorne. I think that changes if it's Walker White or Hank Brown going into 2025. Because then you've got these guys that have been in the system. Your Cam Coleman's, a Perry Thompson, Bryce Kane, Malcolm Simmons. All these guys will be true sophomores. And, and I think they're going to have the talent to be able to carry a quarterback. I don't think this receiving room is going to be at that point in 2024. So your question is valid. Yeah, well, well no, here's here's what I'll say to that. Uh, you're exactly right. Look, counting on on a true freshman, even in today's game, uh, to to be able to come in and, and be a huge impact player or be elite right away, yeah. that's asking a lot. Now, if, if there's a position you could do it at, wide receiver is is a lot better than offensive tackle sure. or a quarterback or you know corner, um, especially boundary corner. But I, I think what you, what Auburn needs is they don't have to have you know just one of those guys you know turn into to Julio Jones year one. It everybody just needs to kind of have a role carved out that they do well. Look, look at Auburn basketball, for example. Yes, Auburn has some really good players. Auburn doesn't have a Jabari Smith. Mm-hmm. Auburn doesn't have that one super elite player, but they've got a lot of really good players that know their role and they know how to play with each other. You don't have to be Jerry Rice. You don't have to be yeah. Terrell Owens. What you need, and every, every player is in a different circumstance. Perry Thompson is a lot more raw from a route running standpoint from a positional standpoint, than Malcolm Simmons and Cam Coleman are. That doesn't mean that you can't throw him a jump ball that turns into a 70-30 ball down in the red zone or that he can't catch a short pass and just be huge as hell and run a couple guys over and make a big play. So it's the sum of all the parts, I think, as opposed to saying, well, Cam Coleman, you better come in and win the bullet in the coffee year one or we're screwed. I do think there is extra pressure on Cam Coleman. I do think you need him to play like a veteran college football yeah, wide receiver. Need all of them. Need all of them. Yeah. Zach. I mean, I, I think especially if Peyton Thorne plays to the level that we saw him a year ago, which I don't think he will. I do think he'll take a step forward. Is it going to be a big enough step forward for Auburn to win 10 games? I don't know. I don't well, know. Nobody, nobody's asking him. Look, I'm not asking Peyton Thorne to be Dan Marino or Drew Brees. Just make the routine plays. One yeah. of the biggest problems he had last year what, what, it, most of it was mental, in my opinion, which is the exact think, opposite of what can, I thought was going to happen. Jake, can Peyton Thorne in 2024 be 2017 Jarrett Stidham? I, well, here's here's the difference there. Okay. Like when Peyton Thorne runs the zone read or the RPO, you've really got to honor it. So could he have that type of production in a Impact. different way? Yes. He's not going to be the passer that Jared Stidham was. But Jared Stidham can't be the runner 
that Peyton Thorne is, right? The couple times Jared Stenham did keep his own read, I mean, he hit his head on the goalpost against Bama one time because they were as shocked as anybody that he kept it. So I think Peyton Thorne can be productive. I think he's got it in him. And it's not like he's got a, a Mount Everest to climb, right? But he still has a ways to go to just make the routine reads and the routine plays routine. You don't have to win the Heisman. You don't have to win the Maxwell. Your job is to put the other guys in a best position to win and make the right play. And if yeah. he can do that, I think Auburn could – could you know, look, we, we were right there against Georgia and Bama. All sure. right, I know we're going on the road, so, you know, the expectation – I know we're going to get into that is, – is you've seen you can get close. Now, can you get to the point where you can finish with a new group? Obviously, Peyton Thorne is, is the key cog in that whole experiment. Yeah. So what should expectations be for Auburn, for Hugh Freeze – in year two of the Hugh Freeze era. We discuss in just a moment right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. It's also the best place to wager on the Super Bowl. Happy Super Bowl week to all who celebrate. Uh, FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the football season with a dub or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but uh, FanDuel also has bets for you know players who will score a touchdown, how many players will be scored, so much more. I, I'm loving Patrick Mahomes rushing TD. That That is really what I'm eyeing uh, over at FanDuel. New customers can join today. You'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Jake Crane of Crane & Company, our guest today. Expectations were all over the place going into year one, depending on who you talk to. Most people said seven and five. Most. You didn't hit that. You did not get to that point. I think the expectations... For most Auburn fans are going to be eight and four, nine and three. Some folks may want 10 wins, which we all want that. That'd be great. But you and I have talked about this before and, you, and you've said it. You know, the expectation at Auburn needs to be to win championships. But also we need the awareness of you have to build to that point. Mm -hmm. And Hugh Freeze is building it to that point the correct way, it seems, with everything he's done so far. So as far as what he needs to achieve in year two is is what? Jake. Well, look, I, I, I mean, again, just to, re to reiterate what you said, I mean, the standard should, should never be lowered, but reality should always be accepted. I, I think where you start, you know, really looking at, at championships is when you've had enough time to, to accumulate what you need to accumulate at a place like Auburn and with the transfer portal now, and, and I know Auburn hasn't used it as much as, as some other schools and, and coach freeze has talked about that. Uh, it's only speeding up. It used to be you had three years to get it going, three recruiting cycles to implement your culture. Now it's really two uh, with, with the freedom of the transfer portal and, and the way that that's been used. I, I think when you look at this year, 
if, if rational Auburn fans, when you look at the schedule, with what Auburn's returning, with with you know the the moves that have been made on the coaching staff as well, I think nine and three is is a realistic, very rational expectation. It may, may it may be a little bit on the high side. You can always fall to eight and four, but when you, when you factor in the schedule, when you factor in the personnel. When you factor in, you know the the guys you're returning at very important spots, and then Hugh Freeze taking over the offense, uh, you you would expect better. And you know, I, I think anything less than eight and four would be a disappointment. Uh, and and going into year two, you know, I, I know Hugh Freeze and them. And and to go back to what I said earlier, you got so close against Georgia and Alabama, it's almost hard to use the excuse of oh we're so far behind them, mm-hmm. because then people go well. You know, we're leading late in the second half against Georgia. You know, gave up a fourth and goal from the 31. You know, I hate to bring that up, right? You know, next thing I'm going to do is bring up the, the Virginia basketball game, which, you know, made me Please even don't. sicker. Uh, but, that. like, it, you can't use that of, oh, we're, we're still so far away after what happened last year. So I, I think a realistic expectation should be 9-3. and three. I know Coach Freeze and them have very high expectations. They understand it's a building process. But, you know, you got a little bit of the – that the the treat dangled at you last year. Now this year you got to go grab it a little bit, and and mm-hmm. everything you know when you take everything into account. I I don't think nine and three is a a crazy thought or some some sort of pipe dream. I just I love Auburn's schedule this year: Alabama, A and M, Cal, New Mexico, and Arkansas at home. No issues there, right? We yeah. agree that. Yeah, agree. Yeah. First huge test is Oklahoma. You host them. It's going to be at home. I also believe it's Oklahoma's first road SEC game. Got to win that game. Got to win that game. All the pressure is on Oklahoma in yep. that game, and I think Auburn will be very eager to to welcome Jackson Oklahoma Arnold in. should be walking into hell during that week. Is what what it should be in in yeah. June here. I think they're replacing all five starting offensive linemen, so it yeah. might be. It ought to be go, like Circus Soleil in there. Yeah, and then the brutal part of the schedule: you go to Athens. That seems unlikely. <laughs> you go to Missouri. What are they going to do? That's a, I mean, going to be good. Yeah, I think so too. And then you go to Lexington, which normally I would say that's fine, but it's after two road trips. So I just think that's going to be a little brutal. You, you, you get a bye week before Missouri, after Georgia, before Missouri. Maybe that helps you steal one on the road at Missouri. But if you survive, though, if you win one of those three, Jake, I honestly feel really good about the season. Uh, Vanderbilt at home, you feel good about that. ULM at home, AM at home. Right before the Iron Bowl, like I feel good about that one too. And then obviously you go to Tuscaloosa. So I don't think eight and four, yeah. nine and three is crazy. No, I I mean obviously anything less than eight and four, uh, I think is a disappointment. You don't play Agreed. Ole Miss, right? You don't play LSU, which is just weird. Yeah. Um, but I'll take it. Uh, I mean, uh, you win the games you're supposed to win, and and you 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 find one on the road. Uh, your floor should be eight and four, in in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what do you you said nine and three for expectation, and I think I yeah. agree with you. I mean, I think well, that's it's right on the head, right? I mean, you lose the, uh, let's say you lose Bama, you lose Georgia, you lose Missouri. I mean, you know that what, what's what's the you know Kentucky on the road, mm-hmm. right? That's that's kind of your your the hump game. Yeah, then maybe you win one of those other ones, but if let's say. I think the most likely scenario is nine and three. You lose at Georgia, Missouri, and Bama. Mm-hmm. All of those teams may be top 10 teams. And say how, it, Zach. Say it, Zach. How Ask far me. away from the top Ask 12 me. Yeah. are you? <laughs> how, I mean, this, this, 
the college football playoff committee, they love quality losses, Jake. They love them. So we're talking about Auburn being on the bubble in football. I, I love this. I love the way this is. Uh, is that crazy? I mean, we say it on the show. We say yeah. it on the show all the time. The right nine and three, right? I mean, if you got, if you're nine and three, it, it's almost like looking at it like this year, right? Ole Miss, who'd they lose to? At Bama and at Georgia, right? Mm -hmm. That team's getting in. Totally. Okay. So if we're sitting here on the back end and we're fighting over who's in that 11 or that 12 spot, right? I, I mean, a nine and three Auburn team with that, that would give you wins over, let's look at quality wins. Oklahoma. Right? Oklahoma. We'll, road we'll win over Kentucky. Road win over Kentucky. AM. AM at home. Does the non conference hurt you then? Does, is that, is that where, because, again, that's how it goes. I'm just following the college basketball model, dog. When it's close, yeah, you look at quad. Where's your quad one win? Where's your quad one win there for Auburn? Yeah, in, in this scenario, your best win would either be beating Oklahoma during hair or beating Kentucky. Yeah. You, you need A&M to be good, right? You need A&M to be good. You need Oklahoma to be pretty good. One of those teams needs to end up being a lot better. And, and look, I, I tell you, with Mike Elko at A&M, I, I love that. I love that hire. I, I think it's 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 like a fat kid in a cupcake, man. It just works. Yeah, and then Cal's weird schedule that I'm just looking at and having a hard time really grasping what's happening in front of me. But, I mean, their whole ACC thing, I mean, maybe they'll win some games they're not supposed to, but I, I still yeah. can't imagine that we'll being see, a We'll see. I wouldn't bank on win. that. I no, me either. It's one. just Hey, let me ask you, let me ask you, speaking of Cal, okay. though. Sure. I'm gonna tell you the guy that nobody's really talking about is that transfer we got the the guy Sam, who played court, Samuel Sam Jackson. Jackson. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you right now, and, and I'm gonna say this. I know okay. they said he's playing receiver, but we've watched that guy, and Peyton Thorne's a lot better thrower than he is. But I don't think he has to be the most accurate passer of all time with just how electric that dude is running the ball at quarterback. Like, do you remember how how good that dude was running the ball? I what mean, do you think the diff? Like, really though, what's the difference between him this year and Robbie last year? I think he's more more electric than Robbie as a runner. I, as a runner, I think he. Oh, is. I don't know. Robbie was pretty special with his feet. No, man. Robbie was straight line special. Yeah, Robbie could run really like he had a. You saying quick Sam play. Jackson has more razzle dazzle? I than think Robbie he's does. more of a more of a make two guys miss. Okay. Laterally, and then go seventy yards and score. Like, See, to I, me, that just said, let, let's just throw him short passes behind the line of scrimmage, some quick smokes, or you know. Well, I'm not even saying he starts at quarterback, but like red zone packages and things like that. I mean, you know, if Auburn's humming, you don't want to take the quarterback I out. I just, but I just hate taking quarterbacks off the field. I, hate I, yeah, it. I get it. Just I get whole, it. From but, a philosophy standpoint, I'm not a fan, but I get the skill set that you're talking about. I liked Robbie in the red zone last year. I liked the way they used him in the well, red it zone. It worked. But, when they did it, sure. like, I mean, yeah, I just from a philosophy standpoint, like I think there's other ways to do that, especially with how effective Peyton is or as a runner. I just that's just not my style, but I'm not a I'm not a football coach. Well, I just think about it from the defensive perspective. That's the way I always look at it. And yeah. that guy, I, I went back and watched a, a couple weeks ago. I watched some of his hot take. That guy is a problem. That that guy is a problem when he starts moving. I mean, just some guys just look different and move different. Yeah. I know he doesn't throw the ball. He was wearing our, our he wore us out a little bit, Z. You oh. know, like he wore us out a little bit. Z. Wow. Yeah. You sure Zach was too long for you. So you went shorter just to one letter. I Look, appreciate I mean, that, if Jay. I could get if I could get shorter than that, I'd 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 go there. 
Yeah, you're just not saying anything. So at that no, point, that's I'll just right. stare at you. All right. J&Z here with you. All right, uh, coming up, Hank Brown, Auburn quarterback, joins the show. Jake, how can people check out everything you've got going on? Yeah, man, uh, easy. Just uh, go to YouTube or Apple Podcasts, Spotify. It's Crane & Company, C-R-A-I-N and Company. Uh, we go live each weekday morning, 6.30 a.m. to 8 a.m. Central. We'll do live calls, live chat. If you can't catch us live, stays on there. Talking a lot of college hoops. I, I hope there's some good news, Zach, about what, what takes place. Yes, the night we're recording, of us recording this, but this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you're tuning in, where's the uh, where's the Auburn basketball recap? It's already up on your uh, it's already up on the YouTube channel and it's already up on your podcast feed. All right, Hank Brown joins us in just a moment. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Game Time. Game time's the best place to buy tickets. It's fast and easy. It doesn't matter if it's for sports, music, comedy, theater events. And right now, you can get $100 off if you're buying a ticket to the big game. Just use Vegas 100. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and the best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. So right now, all Game Time users get $100 off a big game ticket with code Vegas100. Terms apply. Just download the Game Time app. Use code Vegas100 for $100 off the big game ticket. Or if you're not going to that game and you're going to any game, use code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest prices guaranteed. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Joining us now here on Locked on Auburn, Auburn quarterback Hank Brown, the baby goat himself. We talked last time you came on what a difference a year makes. And you've got now a full year of college football experience uh, going into spring versus no college football experience going into to last spring. As you guys work on, you know, I guess preparing for the spring in regards to workouts and, and all the kind of things that y'all do before install rolls around, how is your approach different now than a year ago? You know, obviously uh, it helps to have a year under my belt, um, like you're saying. And, you know, I think my approach uh, stays the same, but I'm definitely in a different headspace. You know, I feel like I've, grown a lot in the past year um both physically and mentally um so i'm just really excited to uh, get started here soon um just learning this offense and really just still attacking these workouts that we have going on right now so i'm, I'm really excited um to get this second year going yeah as far as guys that you're interacting with and working out with the most during these player workouts, uh, who's kind of impressing you and kind of pushing you the most? Yeah, I would say, um, you know, during our team run days, we uh, get split up into three different groups. We got the skills, which are the wide receivers and DBs. We got the mid skills um, and then the big skills are the old linemen and stuff. And so um, I'm with the mid skills a lot. And, you know, I'd say one guy in particular that, um, is really pushing me is uh, Eugene Asante just, you know, brings that energy to every team run and it is just really, you know, goes hard at everything he does. And so that's one guy specifically uh, that I think of that's just pushing me. Um, and then these new guys, 
uh, as well. You know, these receivers are just hard workers and, you know, are pushing all of us. So I, I love to see that. Yeah. Does Eugene Asante just scream, let's work all the time? Because that's, <laughs> that's what's kind of I'm picturing in my, in my brain. When everybody's tired, I could just picture him standing up first and be like, let's work. Let's work. Is that, is that what actually happens or is it different? No, it actually, that actually happens. Yeah. I love it. He, I love he it. really does. He, you know, everybody's tired and you just hear a let's work from Eugene, you know, it's awesome though. So. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned these, these younger guys coming in and you know, the hard workers and the work ethic, uh, a guy I'm hearing a ton about just talking with folks is, is Bryce Kane. Um, have you been able to work with him at all or throw with him at all? What is, what does he look like early on? Yeah. You know, I'd say, my favorite thing about Bryce is he's just a competitor. He um, shows up to work every day and is not afraid of anyone, truthfully. And yeah. uh, I just love that about him, and he's going to be special for sure. Can't mm -hmm. have enough th good things to say about him. Sure. Hank, earlier in the week, we did a segment, or really a full show on kind of second-year guys, members of the 2023 class that need to step up for Auburn to be successful in 2024 and i'm sure you're close to a lot of the guys in your class but there are so many do it was hard to narrow it down to five because there are guys um like keldrick falk or like a Xavion miller or you know i mean the list goes on and on but i mean th th that's got to be somewhat of a cool feeling of like okay you know this our class these second year guys like we need to step up or um you know it, it's not going to work this season 100 percent. um i totally agree i think our class is very special heading into this season. You know, I could name a bunch of guys yeah. um, that are going to be critical for us. Uh, you know, Connor Lou, Keldrick, like you're saying, Terrence Love, uh, mm -hmm. Darren Reed, you know, Sylvester, a bunch of guys. Um, and so it's cool, you know, to have just worked our tails off last season, you know, um, just to get to this point and to be able to um, just, you know, have an opportunity to make a huge impact for this next year. So, it's super yeah. exciting. Um, and like you're saying, like being in the same class with all these guys, you know, is super fun and we're, we're a close group. So I'm excited to see uh, this year, how that plays out. Hank, anytime I give a player an opportunity to list some guys that could stand out this season, whether it's, whether it's guys that are that share a room with him or it's guys in, down in mobile, the senior bowl last week, or you just now, everybody keeps mentioning Darren Reed. What are Auburn fans about to learn about Darren Reed? Because they didn't see a whole lot of him last year. Yeah, he is. Uh, he he's a uh, very physical, um, dominant player on the D line, and like you're saying, we didn't get to see yeah. a bunch of him last year. But he's got a high ceiling. Um, I think he he could be really special uh, for us if he really steps up and steps into uh, this role uh, this upcoming year. And um, he's. Uh, he's a super energetic guy, you know, a bunch of the guys love him. Uh, he's awesome. Uh, and so, you know, if he's able to just uh, rein that in and lock in, I think he could be special for us. Hank, the quarterback room is different now than a year ago, you know, obviously losing, um, losing some folks via the portal and then, you know, bringing in Walker white uh, to, to join the room. What's the dynamic? I know you talked highly of the dynamic of the quarterback room a year ago. Um, I, I imagine it's still positive, but give us an update on that. Yeah, you know, um, I love the quarterback room. We're all super close. Um, and adding Walker to that um, is, you know, awesome. You know, he, he's a great guy. And so, you know, 
all of us together, I think we, we've grown and got a lot closer uh, throughout the past year um, being together. And so, you know, I, I just, I couldn't say enough good things about it. You know, we're super close and we're just excited to compete against each other um, and grow together. So, yeah. Sure. As far as the goals for you specifically moving forward, Hank, what, what does that look like to you internally? Yeah, you know, I think um, right now my main goal is just work as hard as possible. I work everybody um, and I'm just kind of taking it day by day. I'm not trying to look too far into the future and I'm just trying to focus on how can I be my best today? How can I win the day? Um, and so that's just something that, um, you know, it's it's easy to get caught up into like, hey, I'm I'm my goal is this in the future. But, you know, you lose sight of what you're doing in the now. And so. I'm trying to focus about what I'm doing today to make myself better, to set myself up for the future. Um, and so just small things like that, you know, building chemistry with the receivers, getting stronger in the weight room, um, really just mastering this playbook. So, you know, I'm just trying to take it day by day and just, you know, get better each and every day. Sure. Hank, thank you so much for your time, buddy. Yes, sir. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. That is Auburn quarterback Hank Brown hanging out with us for a few minutes today. Be sure to click the like button. Please subscribe. We will see you tomorrow. This has been Locked On Auburn. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.